We will now begin our 49-day memorial ceremony for Jishu and Roll Judy Fancher. The residents at the Zen Center of Syracuse, Hoenji, will be conducting the chanting of Daihishu, the great compassionate Durrani. And that should be written out in the chat room for you to follow. Yesterday was the actual 49th day uh, since her passing. And I have felt her presence so strongly during this time. But I couldn't sleep last night and I really felt she, with her usual eagerness and enthusiasm, was ready to move on. The Dharma treasure shines in the ocean of Shunyata. The waves of samsara come and go. 
transcending ancient and modern in the midst of imperturbable samadhi the form of no form reveals day of May 2020, offering incense, flowers, light, sweets, fruit, and tea, with chanting of great compassionate Dharani. Let us dedicate to show and Judith Bancher. Her karma was drastically transformed on March 21st 2020, but her nen will always pervade the universe. Now freed of all impediments, her mind energy can manifest anew, guided and protected by the awakened ones throughout space and time. Jisho. We've known each other a long, long time. And as we assured each other during the last days we spent together, we will find one another again. There were many times during the past year that you thought the end was near, but you waited until March 21st, Mandala Day. I sat beside you, chanting Namu Dai Bo Sa 108 times. And in the deep silence that followed that last syllable, you breathed your last. Today, Having passed through the great bardo, you are ready to undertake what this dharma has in store for you once again. I know that the light of your brilliant, compassionate mind will be a beacon for countless beings.
May the lineage of Dharma shine ever more brightly. And may the flowers always bloom at Shodinji, the temple of Bodhidharma. Accompanied by cardinals and snowflowers on bare branches, you strode through moonless nights and wind-swept days. Having plunged down to the bottom of the lake. Now you emerge a diamond in your open hand. Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Today we are commemorating someone who despite and because of the considerable challenges she faced became an inspiring presence 
in our threefold Sangha. Unable to raise a child of her own, she held all creatures in her nurturing heart. Jisho had an intuitive understanding of the Buddha's four noble truths long before she encountered his teachings. From early childhood on, she endured deeply upsetting, violent, and incomprehensible incidents. She took shelter in nature, literature, and the arts. Her middle school years spent in France gave her a sophisticated immersion in the best of Western culture. Because of her own struggles, she had a profound empathy for others' suffering, which was one of the reasons she went to medical school. Her loving kindness was never restricted to any particular life form. Her profound rapport with birds and animals led her to become a wildlife rehabilitator. All manner of plants flourished in her gardens, which were unconventional expressions of her boundless creativity. She had a brilliant mind, knew several languages, and was widely read, not only in scientific texts and the Western canon, but also in Chinese and Japanese literature and indigenous spiritual teachings. When she discovered Zen practice, it was truly a homecoming. I still remember looking out the Zen Center's office window and seeing her for the first time. 
a tall wraith-like figure picking up trash that had blown against the trees lining Onondaga Creek. Later, she came in and asked hesitantly if she could do some work in exchange for taking Master Tao's Tai Chi classes that we were running at that time. Yes, of course, I said, please join us. And she did. That was 21 years ago. She began sitting and her, commit, her commitment was immediate, absolute. As you know, those of you who knew her, she struggled with the quotidian, the common sense reality most people take for granted. But she had an uncommon sensibility. She was a wide open channel to fundamental reality. Her practice was one of utter devotion and loving kindness. And the teachings of Buddhism seemed to come from her own heart mind. When she took the precepts, I gave her the Dharma name, Jisho, compassionate pine, recognizing in her, what the head monk of Obaku's monastery said of the young Rinzai. That young monk who has been questioning you is a vessel of Dharma. I am positive that in the future, with much training, he will become like a great tree, providing cool shade for the people of the world. I ordained her in 2012, giving her the name Enro, Garden of Revelation. She trained both at the Zen Center of Syracuse and at Daibosatsu Zendo, and occasionally went down to New York Zendo. She rarely missed a session, often sitting through unbearable pain.
pain. Later, in recognition of her insight and dedication, I acknowledged her as a Dharma teacher. She was a skillful guide to newcomers and beloved by her sisters and brothers in the Sangha. Even when at her most exasperating Many of you have written beautiful tributes to her on the Zen Center's Facebook page called Remembering Jisho Judy Fancher. Jikyo, who was such an important part of Jisho's life. After she moved into the Zen Center, following her first bout of cancer, told me, I could always count on her to know the larger meaning, as well as the details of every ritual and ceremony. She was an important guide in practice. Even during the last year of her life, when Jisho knew her cancer was spreading, she did as much as possible in the Zendo. The love we had for each other deepened immeasurably, especially in the last months of her life. I will be forever grateful for her presence, guidance, and compassion, and love. Thank you, Jikyo. Jisho also served as an inspiring mentor to young people suffering from poverty, violence, and racism. In the Hoenji newsletter of 2006, spring, summer, she wrote, Zen practice opens our hearts. Our compassion and care naturally extend and expand. As we have worked in the surrounding neighborhoods, teaching meditation to at risk and disadvantaged youth these last six years, receiving and giving have become one. We have become one family. Thank you, 
she demonstrated such courage in the face of her psychological and physical illnesses. And she felt a deep kinship with Soen Roshi, who also suffered descents into darkness and experienced great pain. I found a picture <clears throat> of Jisho and I at Soen Roshi's hut on Mount Daibosatsu in Japan. We had climbed there in the mist and later great thunder, lightning and drenching rain. His way of saying hello. I remember a day when she was in such intense pain. She couldn't go into the Zendo. And afterward, she came to the meeting room to apologize. I recited Soen Roshi's haiku to her from spring <clears throat> 1968. <clears throat> oh, Big headache, small headache. Spring comes and keeps on jumping. Among other things we shared was a love of the Diamond Sutra. On New Year's Day, 2020, she was too ill to join us in the Zendo, enchanting the full sutra, but sent me a text from her bed, which I read afterwards. Happy New Year. Love to all of you. I could feel the vigor of Diamond Sutra chanting this morning. Jikyo just told me that about 50 people attended. The passage that resonated so strongly for her and for many of us was this. 
if virtuous men and women who receive this teaching are downtrodden, their unfortunate destiny is the inevitable result of karma committed in their past lives. By virtue of their present misfortunes, the effects of their past will be worked out and then they will be in a position to realize supreme enlightenment. How different that is from the usual reaction to misfortune or discomfort, which is blame others, resent the situation, and try to find a way out. When we see that our past karma is in fact produced by that kind of reactivity in thought, word, and deed, that we have created an identity based on the narrative of our own suffering, we can resolve to drop it. Only we can free ourselves through the teachings of our present misfortunes. Then, no matter what the circumstances, we can work out and purify the effects of past karma. Then trusting in the process of our practice, we are in a position to awaken to who we truly are. Jisho wrestled, as all of us must, with the continual rearing up of that ego entity, that separated individuality warned of in the Diamond Sutra. She was resolute about cutting through whatever concepts ensnared her as soon as she became aware of them. Staunchly entering the uncharted 
territory of no knowing, no safety net, and trusting herself fully to the Dharma. And as death beckoned, as it does to all of us right here, right now, this trust was everything. Experiencing great death in her practice. She knew for herself that form is exactly shunyata, shunyata exactly form. She knew what Shido Unan Zenji meant when he said, while alive, be a dead person, thoroughly dead, and all will be well. She opened directly to the great mystery and became true person. No rank. So here we are in the limbo of quarantine. COVID-19 session. No likelihood of a safe exit anytime soon. No assurance will make it out alive. Day by day, we are being shown, as the Diamond Sutra puts it, if the mind depends on anything, it has no sure haven. What we mistakenly think of as real is but a dream. There is no ground beneath our feet. The sands Shifting, shifting. The final verse of the Diamond Sutra tells us, think in this way of all this fleeting world as a star at dawn, a bubble in a stream 
a dewdrop, a flash of lightning in a summer cloud, a flickering lamp, a phantom, and a dream. So at this time, as we <clears throat> open for our discussion, I'd like to ask Jisho's sister, Aaron, to speak first. She drove here to be present today from Vermont. So please, someone arrange for that to happen. It's on? Okay. But Jack was going to talk. All right, I'll try and start. I am Erin Fancher. She showed Judith Fancher's sister. I've known her. I knew her her whole life. She was my little sister. The biggest tiger in the jungle. And we all know how determined a person she was. But she was she was very, very sensitive. I know I'm forgetting. Where's Jack? Here's Jack. No. Can we switch to Jack? How determined a person she was. When she set a goal for herself, she pursued it passionately. She was also very sensitive to everything and every creature around her. And even though that sensitivity was an amazing gift, it also created many challenges in her life as gifts often do. I will be forever grateful that she was able to find you, her Zen family, who loved and honored her to the end of her days in this life. She passed out of this life surrounded by great love. Thank you all. Thank you, Aaron and Jack. Those of you who don't know, Jack is married to Erin, and so he too had a long and deep love of Judy. So anyone who would like to speak, please feel free to do so. I don't know, John, if you want to say a few words. You've known her a long time here in Syracuse. 
can uh, the host mute, unmute John Tankeri, please? Here we go. I think that's it. You you now are unmuted. So anything. Thank like. you. Um, Wanna thank you for inviting me to uh, today's ceremony. It it means a lot to feel so welcome and included, even though I'm not a, a member of the sangha. Um, I'd I'd like to thank everyone at Hoenji for. Welcome, welcoming me into the fold uh, during uh, Judy's last days. Um, I knew Judy for over 30 years and naturally wanted to be supportive and lend my strength to her um, during this last uh, struggle. So Judy and I wanted to stay connected and that's pretty much we did what we did till, till the end and I very grateful for uh, everyone at Hoenji for helping to sustain that connection. I, I admire Judy very much and it was always a great privilege to share a part of her life as well as her death. And I'm, I've used Judy's light to help others find their way through the darkness. Mm. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I believe they are too. So the main thing I, I would like to convey is a, a really a very deep sense of gratitude to the Sangha and Judy's many teachers. Um, the Sangha is the family that, that Judy chose and, and she chose very well. There's no question that, that um, uh, the support from the Sangha helped sustain Judy over many difficult years and um, words, words alone cannot convey how how thankful I am to the Sangha for their support. So, but words are all I've got, so thank you. So as we always do, please feel free to speak, unmute yourself and convey whatever feelings you have or reflections you'd like to share or just words about your own experience during these difficult days. I can, I can go with that because something I was thinking about on Thursday and I hesitated to say anything, but that day in the morning on the news, it was announced that one in five children in America are hungry, partially as a result of the crisis around the virus. And that was really stuck. Since I have a couple of grandchildren who are like quintessentially children, beautiful young children, and just to think of anybody like that not having enough to eat, is, you know, makes one very uncomfortable. So um, that's what I wanted to say last Thursday. And there's no, um, there's no conclusion to that, except wondering uh, what I can do about it. And I'm still wondering, I'm still searching for, for something to do about that. 
Roshi, may I speak? It's Kyoshu. May I speak now? Um, first, thank you for this beautiful service. I, I feel so honored and grateful to have experienced it. It helps remind me to be grateful for my life. And also I wanna thank you and everyone else for the support during this time. In particular, uh, having the sits in the morning gives me a reason to set my alarm clock, get up and uh, start the day with purpose. And it's uh, very helpful and I'm very grateful for it. So thank you. Thank you everyone. Can I, am I unmuted? Can I say something? You can. Hello. Thank you for a wonderful service. Um, Jisho also visited me in the dream world and I felt her presence very strongly. Um, I've known her for 21 years. I didn't realize it was that long. I feel very fortunate. I was able to spend a fair amount of time with her last summer. And she really transformed in her lifetime more than anyone I've ever seen. She really, the Dharma really changed her and it was amazing to watch. And even the last time I saw her, the very last time, it must have been a week before she passed, I could see that she had even changed a lot in the weeks leading up to that. And she really, I know we were all praying for her to be free and, and happy. And I really feel thanks to you, Roshi and the Sangha, she really was. She really seemed to have arrived at a place of happiness and true joy. And we really had a good time last summer. You know, we had worked on creating a schedule so that she felt connected to all of us and supported. And Wednesday night was my night and it really anchored me. And I wasn't there every Wednesday, but quite a few. And we really had a good time together. We went out, we went to the lake, we went out to dinner. We did quite a bit. And um, I really value that time a lot. So thank you. Thank you, Miyoko, one of our longest members. And I know how much you were appreciated by Jisho. She loved those times. Hello, everybody. I'd like to share a few words about my uh, deep appreciation for Jisho and uh, her presence in my life. Um, we crossed paths back in 2004, and uh, I, I always felt a kinship uh, with her um, unconventional sensibilities and energy. 
And it deepened when my son had some uh, struggles and uh, was diagnosed with bipolar. And she was immediately there. Without hesitation, she rallied and found awesome healthcare support. And truly was a light for Adrian. To this day, he does well. And do you show it's because of you? So, do you show you leave an amazing light? You are an amazing light. Your commitment your deep heart, your sensitivities are precious. Thank you for being Greetings, everyone. One of my uh, well, I must have met Jisho in fall of 2016 when I began my residency at DBZ. And uh, one of my most clear memories of her, I was in Office B working on something and she came in to, working on, to came in and work on something. And I don't know how the conversation went exactly, but she was speaking of the planning of her death and wanting to go to some doctor in the woods in Vermont or something like that. Other, some of you may know the details so that she could die in the woods peacefully. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk of facing death in Zen. And I believe she's the only person, one of the only people I know who have spoken with it, spoken of it, spoken of her own death with utter clarity and peace. And her blue eyes just blazingly light bright and no no highfalutin spiritual element to what she was sharing she's very it was almost as if the the event of death was a non-issue it was just the transition of life and uh profoundly moved me and helped me realize yeah right if we're not facing our death with that kind of clarity we're not really living our lives to their fullest. So uh, blessings, Jisho, as you shine on. Thank you, Tozan. I'm so glad you had that opportunity and for her too, to know you were with her. I would like to tag on to that um, because Jisho, um, when she talked about coming to be with the doctor in the woods, um, the doctor in the woods is a friend of ours up here in the North Country. And, and uh, Ed moved away, which I assume is the reason why Jisho did not come up here. Um, you know, we would have welcomed her presence here. 
but I was very struck by like Tozan, the way that she spoke of this. And what hit me, she said, was that when she was done with this borrowed vehicle, meaning her body, and that just struck me very profoundly. Um, it reminded me very much of when my own father died and I'd had this experience after his death um, where I went into deep meditation and I was very disturbed by the fact that um, it was Christmas day. He died on, on Christmas Eve and on Christmas day, his body was going to just be in the morgue in the cold and that was really haunting me. And as I was meditating, I just felt this beautiful presence with me. And I asked that presence to go be with my father's body. And she said she would, she would. And she took me back to the removal of the, my father's body from the home, which had been very painful. But when we returned to that, it, his body was just an old coat, kind of in the vision of that. And she said that when I asked her to be with his body, she said, would you like me to be with the rest of his old clothes too? And it was the moment that I realized very deeply that this flesh that we have around us is not who we really are. And um, Jisho's words about her borrowed vehicle fit right in with that realization that it's just like taking off an old coat that is worn out now. And uh, I was very struck by her authenticity in that moment. Thank you, Jisho. I'd like to say a few words about Jisho. <clears throat> she shared a lot with me through the years, and I always marveled at the difficult experiences that she overcame. Her spirit was amazing to me. And um, there's so much I could say, but I think the deepest feeling I have is that she was Dharma in action. And it's rare to meet someone like that. The real teaching comes to us through action, not through words. And to me, she was that Dharma in action and remains that for me, a great mentor to me. And I really appreciate her life. Hi, it's Joraku. Um, I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to comment on what what Jennifer um, Yoko said about she showed changing more than anybody that we know, and it's so true. Such a good point. Um, but I'd I'd say that more than change, 
um, she was revealed to us. That the Jisho that I knew um, when I first met her, she was the one of the first people I met at the Zen Center. It was about 19 years ago. Um, and she was also uh, gave me a lot of training. She was my first, I was my first officer role was her assistant, Jisha. And um, the person that I knew then and the person that we said goodbye to was, it was yes, so changed. But when I think back at, at those early memories, she was always what we didn't know or see yet, maybe. And um, she allowed that reveal. And that's uh, an inspiration to us. I love her very much. That's such an important statement, Jaraku, that uh, yes, she was transformed, but it was always there. And her ordination name, Enro, this role is revealed, this garden of activity, as Jacob put it, Dharma activity, this resplendent garden being revealed in everything she did. Even the weeds, the tangled and unwanted things were so important. So thank you for those comments, all of you. Roshi, if you don't mind, I'd like to say something. Um, Jisho came into my life at a very bad time that I was going through understanding my own father's cancer. And um, she helped me understand it in a deeper mindset that it's just like she was talking about the, uh, this is just our car or our, you know, it's, it's not what's, it's, it's hard for me to explain this right now, but um, I still struggle with my father's, accepting my father's cancer, but she helped me um, put it more in perspective and accepting and preparing me for when that time comes for him. And um, the last time I, I actually saw and talked to Jisho was, um, Buddha's birthday last year and uh, she explained that you know her health was declining even more and um, but there's more to this life than dwelling on on the negatives and um, she also helped me um, introduce Buddhism back into my life because she was the first one to reach out to me and and bring me into the Sangha and um, introduce me to a new way of looking at things. And um, she, she, she's just a great person and she is very missed. And um, we all love her.
Hello. Hello. There you go. Go ahead. Hi. And this will be the last uh, the last person. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to share that uh, Jisho was like a big sister to me in every sense of the word, in every way, a big sister. Um, she came to me in a haiku on March 22nd, the day after her passing. She came to me in the haiku. Hello, snowflakes falling. Fall fruit on the tree in spring. Forever in my steps. And she will always be with me. She is always with me. I feel her all the time. And I miss her. And I just hear her words speaking to me all the time. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, Roshi, I know you wanted to end. I don't really want to end, but um, just looking at time, I thought it might be good. But please, Daigon, you were so important in Jisho's life. Say we had so, so many experiences, especially in my early years here. She was just just a huge rock and helped me through a number of things. And I think I helped her sometimes. But this has been a very somber occasion, so I think I will just relate one humorous story. Just to show that despite all of her adversity, she still had a sense of humor and was not full of herself. It was session where she broke her foot and I, I had to take her to the emergency room and we were in the emergency room and I, I think the nurse was somewhat suspicious and she was let me get this straight here you uh, you're at a meditation retreat and someone broke your foot and the both of us we just totally cracked up yeah that's what happened <laughs> so so just love G show dearly and um Thank you all for doing this and hope to see you all soon. Be well, be safe in this dream we are having together. <laughs>